Good evening, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read and Weep, a podcast about movies and friendship. This is season five, Kevin Bacon's Exquisite Corpse, and we are just four lonely men in a public bathroom playing a very long movie-watching game. I'm your host. Hell yeah. I'm Alex Falcone, <laughs> recording from North Koreatown, Los Angeles. I'm joined from Southeast Portland. He's at Anthony Lopez Part 2 on Twitter. And I had no regrets until I met him, but now my regrets could kill me. It's Anthony Lopez. Great, great to be here. You know, I don't like people doing this normally. You should be a very good friend uh, to get away with this in my book. But after the last two weeks and inspired by one of my favorite actors as a tribute to him, I'm giving everyone a pass this week to call me Tony. Oh, That's right. Oh, everyone wow. gets a Tony pass. <laughs> yes, I've been waiting for this day. Out of, out of your just wife respect. call you Tony? Yeah, I've been trying to get her to stop, but she just <laughs> won't do it. Oh, I didn't realize that was <laughs> her just... uh, razzing you. Um, yeah. I always thought people, I know people in our in our mutual circles that call you Tony, and I'm always, a, I, yeah. I would never. I, I've waited for you oh, to yeah. say that you wanted it, so I've held back. Oh, yeah. Out of respect for this week, it expires at the end of this podcasting. Okay. Oh, man. Uh, oh, Tony right, well, is on the table, boys. I love it. I love it. It's been kind of a bad <laughs> week for Alex's in the public eye, so I'm, I'm happy that we have a name that we can celebrate. Also I, I joining us. Today. Reiterate also, everyone can continue to call me Big Papa if they want to. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah he loves it when we call him Big Papa. Yes, I right. thought we weren't supposed to call you that on the podcast. No, I was supposed he to loves call it. you that in our private conversations. Yeah. But okay. Um, also joining us, he's the co host of the Old Gamers Almanac podcast. He's from the woods of Brooklyn. Uh, oh, actually, sorry, my recording must have broken. All I can hear is a strange sobbing sound. It's Hunter Donaldson. <laughs> Oh, that's like my favorite part of the movie. Uh, you can call me Tony this week too. By the way, I can also be a. a oh yeah, Tony I think that's a great as a great honor. Can also we be joining Tony, us, Tony, Tony, like the. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> also joining us from Northern California, um, I stole from his parents to feel close to him. It's it's Ezra Fox, but you can call him Big Papa or Tony. <laughs> Big Papa and the Tonys. <laughs> I, I think if I was smarter, I would have liked this movie more. I think that's that was yeah. that was my favorite. Interesting. I'm yeah. I'm a little bit because I know Hunter. You said this is your one of your favorite movies. Yeah, absolutely. And I am a little like I feel like it is good, but the idea that you, who's such a lovable dude, such a cheerful, uh -huh. friendly guy, that your favorite movie involves so much yelling is just yeah. a little bit of a surprise to me. Yeah, but it's. I mean, well, I don't know. I mean, it's 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 a movie about a toxic relationship. But I, I mean, I like I like my movies about all types mm. of stuff. All right. Yeah. And uh, I also kind of, I like, what I really love about Wong Kar Wai is that his movies don't present any answers or really even questions, I would say. Yeah. Actually, they're mostly just, I, I don't know, are they thought? Yeah. It's sort of just like emotional exercises and cinematography is how we care. It, it's like, yeah. if I could make movies like this, I would, but I can't. Yeah, so I, yeah. Don't. I, um, I don't know if you watched it, but on the um, the Criterion collection for the, the release of this movie, there's a fascinating hour-long documentary kind of documentary that's like half the making of half deleted scenes and I, mm. I really want to get into this later but the process of making this movie and the way Wan Kar-Wai makes movies especially in this one is it's so it's interesting like a, it's like what how a child would think that you would make a movie yeah I mean, this, uh, wait, what do you mean by that does it, what does that mean well it's the closest comparison I can do is the way like Terrence Malick has kind of like gone off the deep end making movies, but really just like literally taking a crew to Argentina and just figuring it out 
man. That's what we're going to do. We're going to spend yep. a bunch of weeks. I'm going to tell everyone it's going to be three weeks. We're going to be here for a few months, actually. Um, <laughs> and we have no idea what this movie's about. Literally, they had no idea that it was even going to be about gay lovers when they uh, showed up in Argentina. Uh, mm. It was originally, he has a quote that he's like, I pitched it as a road trip movie. But where they were coming from and where they were going to, we were going to figure out along the way. That's um, cool. But yeah, the, the only thing that makes me feel a little weird about that is that this is in a year before and certainly sounds like a style of filmmaking without intimacy coordinators. And so to uh, not yeah. tell them ahead of time, this movie is going to involve a lot of semi-violent intimacy. Well, yeah. And yeah, but also you have to keep in mind... Uh, Everyone involved in scenes like that had been working with Juan Carway for like years and right, years. Right. And years. If you already love yeah. Juan. A high level like, of yeah, trust do whatever between for everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, from IMDb, it said yeah that that Tony Lung agreed to do the film on the basis of a fake script. He only learned about the requirement of doing a gay sex scene after arriving to Argentina for filming. Nice. Um, yeah. Which is uh, that's a little bit of a thing to spring on a person. Yeah, there's yeah. a yeah, ton of seems odd to do subplots it that way, and characters that they filmed entire scenes for. Everything with like Chang's yeah, character. That, in the, I, that, I felt that. Yeah, that, yeah, make, that uh, makes sense. That checks out with my experience of this film. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, I think this movie fucking owns. Yeah, this is yeah, a great, we'll get back great to movie. It. I can't wait hang to on, talk hang about on. it. We got more. We'll, we can't, we'll talk more about it in a second. First, I want to thank yeah, yeah. all of our fabulous meat buddies, our generous meat buddies, who have joined the Patreon and supported our show, especially Zach, who said that he's a couple weeks behind and so only just discovered the Patreon messaging system now. <laughs> Um, more about Zach later if you want to join them and find out the special secret mailbox that could belong to you go to metreon.com and we really appreciate everybody who supports the show okay um, before we start talking about the movie of course it's news and I've got some news for you but first let's go to our um, donut news correspondent Ezra what is the news from the donut world I want to say it's been nearly all quiet on the donut front hold on real real quick as I, as really, I, Chris, the Krispy Kreme newsletter did not mention Hurricane Ian or anything. <laughs> ah. There's not a special Try Guys donut. No, no, There's so much going on. <laughs> Hold on, I got you. I got you. Um, we're gonna celebrate uh, Family Day. Oh, Sa- Family Day. Family Day is a thing, and you celebrate it with Krispy Kreme. Um, <laughs> According to yours. Krispy Kreme, Krispy, yeah. Krispy Kreme is also family, uh, <laughs> and it was. <laughs> uh fall flavors also is a thing that's happened so you know that that whatever fall is apple uh pumpkin and maple yeah. pecan uh just happens along with some leaves and uh that's yeah. your family that's that your family the- is is made of flavors and that's that's why i know from Krispy Kreme today my mom wished me happy son's day today which is a day that we all celebrate and means a lot to us as you know <laughs> uh, <laughs> is that is that way is this true yeah. Well, I mean, is it true? It's a thing that Facebook made up, probably. But yeah, mm. like just as much as any of these days that people make up are true. Yeah. Um, Mother's and Father's Day, I feel like are are grandfathered in. But uh, all the the sibling days, the son daughter days, it's too much. We have too many days. Uh, I don't need it. But um, other news. Okay, so this is going to be two personal news and then a national news. The first personal news, um, my newest episode of We Live in the Future is available on YouTube, youtube.com slash Alex Falcone. This week I talked about Alien Invader from 1993 starring Billy D. Williams, mm. who you guys all know from the Lego Star Wars holiday special. 
obviously. And from I already Ro- watched it, Alex. So I already heard that. Star joke. Wars. You just did your joke again. <laughs> Why did be you polite. do that? I'm teasing mm. the joke here. It's like when you see a preview of a movie, they show you one of the jokes from the movie. Mm. And then right. you're well, like, oh, audience, since you've heard it here first, you can skip to about 30 seconds in because yeah. you've already heard the joke of the, uh, the first 30 seconds. Well, so anyway, Alien Vader is a. It is a uh, a wild movie. I think this is just like so. This is a lot like the one you talked. We talked about um, uh, with Mark Hamill, where it seems like they took one star, spent ninety nine percent of the budget on it, mm-hmm. and are like, we'll just mm-hmm. make that money back on his name alone. And the rest of the movie is very sloppy. But the main thing, um, the main point of this movie, since you guys have not seen it, is that there's these guys on this long space mission, and their payment for being on the space mission is that they get to spend their weekends literally from the time they clock out at five p.m. Till they start work again at 8 a.m. on Monday, they spend in a sex pod, which is like it like puts you to sleep and you are in some sort of fantasy dream world oh, where okay. you do sex, mm. but also other stuff like there's plot. Like one of the guys is like fuck in tricks. The, the in the fuck tr- you're in the fuck tricks. Yeah. See, this is I should uh, run yeah, these yeah. videos by you guys before I post yeah, them because yeah. now I wish I had said nobody fuck can be told what the fuck tricks is. You must see it for yourself. <laughs> I like and you need to better. take. Yeah, you need to take the uh, blue pill because it's Viagra. It's, but the <laughs> blue pill is good. Very, it's not blue what do you call it? Uh, I, I'm pushing bang tricks. I like the A. Oh, bang tricks also good. Yeah, uh, can we do bang tricks? Because fuck tricks kind of threw me for about five seconds. It took it, me yeah. about five seconds. To that's kind of like 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 it's like I would also think that's like probably has has already been copyrighted as like maybe like stunt sex work, right? Where it's like it's tricks, yeah, exactly. like, like a 360 exactly. or like an ollie or oh, whatever. It's also, it's exactly. also sort of like a dominatrix, but you just do the you just do sex without dominating. Yeah, yeah. It's like equality version. You just trying to do tricks. a nine hundred. You know, called sex. That Alex. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, if you do it professionally. Yeah. Um, I, so, so they all have their like elaborate fantasies. And the two, one thing that I think was interesting for, that you guys might think is interesting, like the idea of going into a game world or a sex world or a fantasy world or whatever from 5 p.m. Friday to 8 a.m. Monday. Like, doesn't that seem a little bit exhausting? Like, it's like take I mean, some of the fun out. Have you ever played like any of the like massively multiplayer online games? This is basically this, this is about. Yeah. That. Oh, yeah. Yeah, people are already doing this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. essentially. I, well, the weirdest thing is they do wake when they wake up on Monday. They're like cr- they're like shaking out cramps and stuff. It's like it does not seem like they're well rested, and presumably they're like covered in goo. It seems weird. I'm I don't just, like this just because the thing is addictive doesn't mean it's good for you. Uh, you know, that's, I think it's, <laughs> it's the dark side. You're, of no, the you're sex right. Spots. I think actually probably low co- no, low I know, correlation I know between those two. Addictive things as being very healthy. And... <laughs> okay, all right. Flip, I gotta argue against myself. There must be one thing that's addictive and good for you. I'll just figure out what it is and I'll get yeah. back to you. I mean, I, water. Yeah, food, breathing. air. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Can't can't get out of water addiction, guys. I was so like, we all have water. a, we all have a crippling br- breath addiction. God, you're just always drinking water. Oh my god. <laughs> well, I I, I've, I will it... admit it. I've been an enabler. I'll sometimes I'll yeah. chill some water for you if you're going for a run. Yep, messed up. You're I, trying to push okay. water on people. Yeah, <laughs> I love offering. Water. Whenever every somebody comes to my house, first thing I do, offer them water, and the first one's free. Um, oh, so that's also the we, second one. <laughs> all of them are free. Yeah, it's unlimited. But I don't tell them that. I just say the first one's free, uh, which is technically true. Anyway, we live in the future. Alien Invader. Uh, that's on my YouTube channel, youtubecom Falcone. And then the second thing, which is personal news, but has a thing that you guys might be interested in. So I had a new. I, had a, I posted a TikTok yesterday where I told a story of. I think I told you some version. You guys some versions of the story when we were um, talking about rounders. But the story is about like how I like watch rounders and I really wanted to be a poker cheat. And then I met this guy who was like a professional poker cheat. And then he turned out to be a piece of shit. Um, kind of like 
worm from rounders and so i was like oh maybe he's not the hero of that movie and then i got into magic instead just like edward norton from uh the illusionist anyway i like to think that that edward norton after after seeing rounders and being in it was like you know what maybe i i should take the hero role next time i gotta be a magician (laughs) well like uh, several people have pointed out it's they were worried when i said i was like inspired by another edward norton role that i was going to say american history x Oh, Which would have been a much d- darker turn. Or, or I thought Hulk. you were going to go with the Incredible Hulk. Yeah, yeah the, the Hulk was another option that people have mentioned. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, so I, I tell that story, and it's about this like Edward Norton arc that my life has. And um, the the showrunner of Billions follows me on TikTok. I don't know if you guys know this, and so he comments and he just goes, "Hi, Alex," and I was like, "Oh, it's the guy from Billions." Hi, Brian. Um, just matching his casual tone, and then he goes. I'm just glad to see the movie still resonates because I didn't realize the guy, the showrunner from Billions is Brian Koppelman, who is the writer of Rounders and also mm. a producer on The Illusionist. What? Wow. You just, it's so, all so connected. Imagine like watch the guy, this like dork you already follow tells a story where he's like, hey, by incidentally, the two most important things in my life are your two works from the early 90s. What a day for yeah. Brian. I mean, I guess it was for me that he just happened to like slide into the Everyone comments. wins unless he's like, day. you know, I guess billions isn't really connecting with Alex, though. <laughs> That's not making an impact. <laughs> yeah, on it. Everything else that Brian's um, done. Yeah, uh, I, I, I have. Are you guys big billions followers? You guys all watch billions? Uh, no, I don't I've, watch never, it, no, I've only watched uh, the first season, but because um, I do like because it's got it stars um, uh, pig vomit and I like him a lot. Um, but he. uh He's really into uh, rough sex, and I don't like that, or prosecuting people, or being a billionaire. Like, it's really not for me. There's nothing in that. Those are all on the same level to you? That is appealing to me. <laughs> yeah, those are the three no. things Alex is not a fan of. <laughs> and and it, In equal parts. He does At one point, he does, like, make someone who, like, clean up after their dog who wasn't going to, and I did oh, like that. I would never yeah, fight like yeah. that. It's good. But yeah. Uh, anyway, it was crazy. It was, such a, it was such a delightful turn. And it is interesting for, like, some movies have huge impacts on specific parts of the culture. Like Rounders did in like set off the poker boom in America, among other things, but it was definitely a trigger of that. So the <laughs> set off the bad Russian accents uh, boom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I should make another movie about how I talked like that for months and months <laughs> after it. pay that pot. man his money. Yeah. It was really annoying. <laughs> um, all right. And then one more thing in, in movie news, not personal. You can see that, by the way, at TikTok.com slash Alex Falcone, I believe, or at Alex Falcone. Anyway, you can find me on TikTok. Um, it's pretty good. Um, and actually, that one did that, that did pretty well. I also had a viral tweet yesterday. It was a crazy day for me. Um, but not personal news. Also in the news yesterday, Thomas the Hank Engine said in an interview, he has only ever made four good movies, but he did not specify what four movies those were. So Weird. from Tom Hanks's oeuvre, what do you think are the four good movies that he's made? Oh, my made? God. I Joe and the Volcano. It. Joe and the Volcano, um, obviously. Pinocchio. <laughs> Sully. <laughs> and a lot of people are Tom lot- Hanks is not really a Tom Hanks connoisseur, is what yeah. you're saying. <laughs> me. Tom Hanks has bad Tom Hanks taste. <laughs> I think that's but exactly no. right. But no, seriously, what is it? It's probably like a League of Their Own cast. A League of Their Own has got to be up there. Yeah, um, I think he's got Apollo put, 13. Please, nope. guys, oh, I've been waiting. Yeah. It's taking too long. Say Apollo 13. Just say Apollo. Only, we all know the right four. answer to this. It's not there. 
Sorry. I don't know if he feels that way about Apollo 13. Mm. And I it's mean, Splash. I... Big? <laughs> big or Splash? Yeah, big's, big's probably up there. there. I'm afraid. He's saving Private the Ryan. Bubs. I'm afraid that he like that a lot of people would put Forrest Gump on there, which I would not. But yeah, the, I don't um, think he like would the, either. The Variety Wait. article about this quote. Oh, I would love that. to hear him trash that movie. That would be several so people funny. have just said, "You mean Toy Stories one through four? Uh, <laughs> which is a great answer. That's a good line. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, I have which, I have a list which, for you. Did which oh, he, two did he, did he win the Oscars for? Uh, it was Forrest Gump and what was, was the it? second? Philadelphia, yeah. Oh, yeah, Philadelphia mm. is definitely probably up there. Philadelphia is the only lock, in my opinion. Yeah, Philadelphia, that's true. Uh, like, has to be on there, but I don't know. After that, I, I have no idea. I mean, Green Mile, there's a lot of... He's been in a lot of bangers. Which is... Of all the actors that could just say, say that only four of my movies are good, I mean, this is a hilarious troll from, from Thomas. I think this is a great move. Uh, so here's what I have on this uh, uh, EW article, I guess, where it's... Uh, um, on a podcast, I guess, episode of uh, Bill Simmons' podcast last year, he was asked to rank his favorite films, excluding Forrest Gump, and he listed Cloud Atlas, A League of Their Own, and Castaway. Interesting. Okay. But he was based so on that personal, was... the personal experience he had working on the films, he said. Right, right, right. He doesn't mention that thing you do or Larry Crown, like he doesn't mention his own movies in there. That's kind of interesting. Um, mm. Yeah. Cloud Atlas is interesting. Yeah, well, well, really? Cloud, wanna... Cloud, Cloud hey. Atlas is not not the best movie, but maybe he had uh, a great time I, on it though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I really enjoy Cloud Atlas just because I like big swings. Like I don't think it's a great <laughs> movie. Definitely but, is that. Like all no, the Wachowskis, yeah. like all the Wachowski movies, it is. Um, it is just such a big Confusing. old swing. Yeah. You know, it, it's like. Yeah. Um, and I really I like respect what they were going for there. Um, and maybe that's, you know, Tom you know, appreciates people whose you know, reach exceeds their grasp type of <laughs> filmmakers, you know. Uh, before we leave, did, did anybody watch Sully by chance? Never watched it. I've been it. meaning to see it. I've heard from a lot of people I respect to that movie fucking owns. And I just really, kind of around to see the it. Idea, the idea of making a movie that lasts significantly longer than the event it's describing is weird for me. Like the the thing that happened, like Sully did an awesome job landing that plane, but it was just like, we're going in the Hudson and then four minutes later, we landed in the Hudson and they dragged that out to a full length film is just wild. Well, like, I don't think the movie's really about the landing in the Hudson. You know what I mean? I think it's got kind of deeper things. It's, it's about the Hudson's in the I mean, bus. Fair enough. Let's on that. Captain Phillips is another one that I think people sleep on a lot. Really, really good Tom Hanks performance. This is what I love about this movie. troll is that he's done a lot of pretty mm. good films. That's very yeah. funny. Obviously, Apollo Express is the best one, but we're going to move on. Yeah. Um, okay, let's get on. We have a lot of game to talk about today. Yeah. So we'll, we'll but talk no, about I mean, this honestly, seriously, two. Apollo 13 is not in like the top 10. Best Stop it. Stop Tom it. Hanks it's obviously it's the real movie. answer. But he's been we're in a lot on. of good movies. You hear this thing? We're moving on. It's time for segment two, the game this week. For the game, as you know, we're playing a year-long movie-watching game, which is coming to a close. We're, we're three-quarters of the way through our movie-watching game. And the way that this works is each week, um, we try to... Whoever's up next tries to navigate us to their selected, pre-selected movie. And then you get points if it gets to the movie that you wanted. But then, but you can only go through Kevin Bacon rules. Um, you, get, you get it, right? I think, hopefully by now. Um, anyway, so good uh, at explaining it, you yeah, know. I think it's good. It's just the what I love about this is the graspable. Hold pitch on, of the show. hold on. Can we just look? 
we'll do just the one car Y thing, right? Where we'll mm-hmm. we'll like just we'll make the whole season and then we'll fix it in post and cut it all up and it'll make sense and people will <laughs> love it. You'll be very yeah. clear on what the main storyline mm-hmm. of this game. Uh, Absolutely. I mean, what do you think the game is about, listener? That's what this is about. Yeah. That's what's going on in this game. Yeah. Anyway, this week for the game, we watched Happy Together, the 1997 Hong Kong romantic drama film directed by Wong Kar Wai, starring Leslie Chung, and most importantly, Tony Leung Chihuahua. Uh, the Chinese title of this is an idiomatic expression, meaning the exposure of something intimate and is not at all related to the uh, 60s love song Happy Together. Um if you have not wait, actually first, this was picked by Hunter. Hunter, why yeah. did you and this you picked this week and you picked this as your target? Tell us why you did both of those things. Um, I wasn't really thinking about it that much, to be honest. Uh, it was a long time ago uh, that I picked this movie. It's a long, long uh, time ago. <laughs> it was a long time ago, and uh, I was just kind of thinking that I I hadn't seen this one in a while, and I bought the, last year. I bought that big old box that Criterion made yeah. of all of uh, Wong Kar Wai's movies, and this was the next one I needed to watch in the box. So I was like, you know what? Let's just make that part of the game. Um, and then, and then seven you know, months passed. I really, I, I knew I had messed up right away. Cause I was like, Oh wait, that's the one. There's only three actors in yeah, that you, movie. You picked not only a movie, um, from a different country than the other movies we've been watching for the most yeah. part, but also with the smallest cast possible. I know. And, and it's like most Wonka way movies have small casts, but like I picked one that especially really just focuses on, scenes with mainly these two actors yeah and the third actor doesn't even show up for one. a while yeah 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 um, true. the third so. actor is only in the movie because one of the actors was traveling and doing something else i think during this time and, and on car was just like well let's keep shooting let's have yeah, a yeah. Leslie, leslie chung is a very or was he passed away yeah. not too long ago but um he was a huge pop star in china oh. as well as an actor and he had mm-hmm. to go back on tour he's actually the one I believe, which is I, it's kind of like a weird fourth wall breaking thing, but the cover of Happy Together at the end of the movie, the live version, is from a Leslie Chung show he did. Oh. That is him covering Happy Together over... Sort of like the way Will the Smith did Wild Wild West at the end of Wild Wild West. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very much That's right. interesting. Yeah, just I'm, like I'm that. not sure. I, I'm not sure that's right. I feel like I looked at the credit for that song and it was was not Leslie, but I don't know. I haven't. I, haven't, uh, I, haven't I, I thought I read somewhere that that was him covering that, but I could be wrong. It was performed by f- Danny Chung. There we go. Uh, that's what it is. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know who that is, but uh, well, I don't know yeah. who that is. All either. right. You know what? I like Anthony's version better. So we're going to yeah, stick yeah, with yeah. Anthony's, Leslie Chung Anthony's does version the cover is at the end. Um, okay. So for those of you who have not seen Happy Together, allow me to summarize as best as I can. So uh, Ho and Lai are uh, a gay couple from Hong Kong who had to who like to fight a lot. That's like their main hobby together. And then they like to break up and then they like to get back together. Those are like their three things they do. Um, so they go on vacation together to Argentina to try fighting well, don't in a different climate. Chain smoke cigarettes. They also, they also really smoke a lot. Love yeah, they do smoke they a lot. Smoke a they lot do drink pretty breath. heavily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they have five hobbies. Um, but the main one is fighting. So they go on vacation to Argentina to fight in a different climate. And they get horribly lost going to visit a waterfall. And so they just live there now, which uh, is a thing that can happen to you if you travel, apparently. Uh, Before cell phones, yes, it could happen. Well, getting lost, but also before, like, even regardless of a cell phone, apparently you can just show up somewhere and not have enough money to come home. And then you just, like, live there now, which is crazy. Um, I wouldn't do it. 
Uh, anyway, they so they break up and they try a variety of jobs and lovers, um, including um, meeting a person who could be a potential lover, um, a dishwasher version of Daredevil, um, who would uh, actually be a better match for both of them than they are for Mike's, each other. If I may, Dish Devil. Dish Devil. Ah, Dish Devil. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. Ezra, you may. Um, <laughs> So then they get back together for one last ab- abusive push to see if it can work. And then they break up forever. And like all Wong Kar Wai movies, it ends with somebody whispering a secret into a building. And uh, <laughs> that's the movie. And if you were concerned, if you were confused, the title is ironic. They seem unhappy together. And that's the movie. Yeah, it was a question mark. Happy together. And the answer is <laughs> hey, nope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like anytime there's a news article that's like, are such and it has a question mark like yeah, yeah, is so and so in Spain no. invading? The answer is always no. It's like that. This title is like happy together for sure not. Um, all right, so that's the movie. Hunter, how did a, I do? That was a short. No, you did it. I mean, that's that's what happens. <laughs> I mean, there's never a lot that happens in the in these movies as far as I, uh, story I, content. I said in all Wong Kar Wai movies, but only all all Wong Kar Wai movies I've seen end with somebody yeah. whispering a secret into a brick. Um, I think uh, no, I think I think you might be onto something. I think most of his yeah. films end with some sort of secret being whispered. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then someone, someone, they don't get what they want, and then they just kind of look off into the, the distance, or maybe they're gonna get what they want, but we don't know because it's time to go. You know what I mean? Like it's like <laughs> I like that description of the ending too. It's like yeah, this might work out, but we gotta go. <laughs> we gotta go. Time. We gotta kick rocks. Right, I got an appointment in the morning, so like it's, yeah, we it's gotta. Funny head when out. you get to the end of one of his films because they do all end very dramatically, but because they're so thin on plot or they're not focused on story. It feels like any of them could end at any point, and they just decide, like, "All right, obviously this is the end of the story that we were telling." And you're kind of like, "Well, okay, I guess." Like, if, yeah. if you want us to go now, yeah, we should go. That is you know? one of the things they cover in the documentary is that originally it was going to end at the waterfalls. Um, oh right, yeah, yeah, it seems like a logical ending place. It wasn't quite done, and they got a chance to film in Taiwan, so they went and just filmed this other. <laughs> ending that's, you know like it's great sense. like yeah. yeah i love that so much yeah i i was a little bit confused about the taiwan scene because it seems like so he's like i was in taiwan so i went and got some soup at the night market in taiwan and it was owned yeah. by uh dish devil's parents right. and um cool i it's assume like it's a, a big meeting. market i mean i assume that there's a lot of soup stalls and so the fact that he picked well Okay, I, I got to tell you something about that ending in my experience. Because the first time I watched this movie, I think I was like 22 or something like that. And I'd been watching, I had been watching through his uh, filmography and I had seen uh, Chunking Express and uh, Fallen Angels before this one. Both those movies feature a lot of pop music and it, it'll be the same music played relentlessly over and over and over. Mm-hmm. And this one was called Happy Together. Right. So I'm like, oh, well, I'm just going to be hearing the Turtles song Happy Together over and over and over for this entire movie and i sat there like expecting that so i like oh, show that's a up funny and i'm trick. like let's yeah. let's let's watch this movie i want to hear this music can't wait to hear happy together times and i was like excited for it to be like a, a fun a fun uplifting one they're not all uplifting but uh, like some of them i i mean really it's just shenking express is very uplifting um so i thought oh this one's gonna be really nice and then it wasn't very nice at all in fact it was quite dark and sad and there was no happy together until the very very end of the movie so i i I liked that surprise punch of uh, that song being dropped in there yeah i uh 
I, I also was like assuming that it was going to be needle drop time any second now. And it, it he, boy, very patient on the <laughs> really for it, trigger for, it. for that song. I do yeah. love the score of this movie. This oh, yeah. Like chaotic, There's a lot of great music in it. Like jazz, rock, surfer rock kind of thing. When it like it mm-hmm. goes from like jazz to like very aggressive guitars. It kind of just with like a lot of this movie, a lot of sort of wonk away movies is that, the, you know, sort of like. The emotional reality is so important to his films, right? Like he's really mm-hmm. good about like painting and portraying the way your these characters are feeling, and that like the that in, infects and changes the way it's shot, right? The way this movie right. uses like color is a really good example of like it, the well, first actually, bit of it's yeah, all so black. Finish, and white. finish your point, and then we'll come back to color. Yeah. And then, like, the music is also that same way. It's, like, discordant and, like, chaotic and, you know, very filled with emotion. Um, and, you know, like, the way this movie sort of, like, has, you know, like like Shrek, this movie's an onion, man. It goes, the shit goes <laughs> deep in terms of, like, not a lot happens. Like not, not like right? Shrek the movie, but, like, Shrek the person. Person, yeah. Shrek, not, Shrek the idea, the concept, yeah. or the emotion yeah. related to Shrek. But you can, like... Sort of one of the things I really love about Wonka Way is that his movies, you can either, like, you can just sort of decide how deep you want to go, right? You can, like, mm-hmm. watch this movie as a very surface-level thing and just, like, follow the story of this, like, very codependent, troubled relationship and this character ending up at a hopeful place. and Or you can, like, go, a le- like, a layer deeper and, like, start to figure out, like, the idea of, like, people who have no real home because of who they are and of, you know, what's mm-hmm. going on in their life and are literally in a different place. Or you can go a la- layer deeper than that. And like, you can get into this idea of like expats leaving because they don't fit in. Right. Or you can go deeper layer than that and like learn to like the historical context of this movie being released the same year that uh, Hong Kong was given back Hand to over. the Chinese government, right. gov- government right. from, you know, British colonial rule and the right. way like these people are like, don't the way like it is like also besides just being like a, a really great queer story that I think like works even if they were a straight couple, this movie would work just as well. Them being queer is very sort of like it's very important to like the thematic stuff, but it could also just be incidental to the plot. They're not portrayed as anything like different or unique about them because they are mm-hmm. queer. They could just be a normal love story, but also this like yeah, this idea of like this being from hong kong where he's from so he's he's given more freedom than he would be if as a director wonka way is given more freedom making films in hong kong than he would be if he was making films in mainland china and the idea of like that now being up in the air because the changeover was about to happen and hong kong's about to go into chinese rule and like the freedom that he might have to make films like this might not be there and so it's just like this movie is like depending on how you much you want to dig into it and how much you were like willing to sort of let it flow through you kind of like a giant waterfall, you might say uh, mm-hmm. you could like, there's just, there's just so much here. This is just, there's so much meat okay. on this thing that doesn't look like it has it. That's yeah, the thing yeah. I love about these types of movies and a filmmaker like this is it looks really thin, but it's, it's an illusion. It's, it's so deep and complex. It's amazing. This movie's like a magic. I will say, I, there's a few, there's a few things that I want to talk about from that. I want to break that apart. The first one is color. So I, so the movie, part of the movie is in black and white, and then 
at that point, it was early enough on that I was like, oh, I'm sure I've seen color before, right? Did I? The first shot is in color. Right. This is what I'm saying. Uh-huh. Right? So I'm like confused. Was there color? No. Okay. There was color for sure. And then now it's black and white for a while. And they're like, okay. So then color comes back. We're like, oh, there must be a pattern. It seems like maybe, here's my guess, when they're together, it's in color. And when they break up, it's black and white. And then the movie is like, nah, that pattern does not hold. We're just going to do it sometimes. So is there a different pattern I'm missing? What's what? It, why is it sometimes not in color? When it looks cool? <laughs> is that it? I mean... It's it's, um, it's also a movie in which a huge sections of this film are filmed upside down as well, right? I like that. Um, huge sections. There's yeah, one little it's, piece, it's, and it's, it's a, a good a joke. Yeah. It's a good yeah. joke where he had a, he has a, a dream, joke. and he's no. like, I wonder what it's like upside down. And so well, they but, film okay, it upside down not, for a while. So, so I, I really like that comment and that moment in the movie because they did choose Buenos Aires because I guess that's true, that it that is, is the, the opposite. exact opposite side of the world. I didn't oh, even cool, know yeah. that was true until yeah. I was looking at stuff today. But um, I think the answer... I mean, if you ever want to break something down cinematography-wise in Wong Kar Wai, um, the easy, simple answer is that this was a choice made because they were trying to portray the emotions of that character, uh, their inner life, in the film. And so they were like, I don't know, feels like black and white Tony right now and not, and not in color Tony. Hmm. It's not... Yeah. If you ever catch yourself being like, oh, there must be some sort of structural logic... I don't feel like that's always there, but there is a lot of in-the-moment emotional logic that I feel like the movie is always in service to, and and I would say most of his films work on on that level. First yeah, and I mean, I, I think like the black the idea and white of like a straightforward like it's black and white when they're broken up and it's color when they're together. That'd be a fun idea. I guess that's just my idea for a movie that he didn't have. So yeah, I don't, that's, that's something well, I could just do because I thought of that. I just think he might be a little more jazz than that. You know yeah, what I mean? Like seems he's more jazzed jazz than that. up a little bit but, more. What than... I love is if you did that, if you did if, in my idea that I had that Juan Carway did not have, if yeah, I yeah. did that, because there's one scene that's just like briefly in black and white. And the idea that you have like this couple that breaks up a bunch of times. And then at one point they're together and it's all in color. And then somebody like, runs runs into an old friend and they go out and get a drink and then it's black and white for just that scene and then it goes back to being in color that there's like oh there's an emotional breakup that's happened and they don't even realize like you could do some fun stuff with that in my movie that yeah. i came up with yeah. <laughs> came up i, with I mean it. the black and white isn't necessarily like i think hunter was right it's the the sort of like ennui and depression of like yeah. you know, arriving in argentina mm-hmm. they break up but he's like stuck there he's stuck in this bad job he doesn't like it, and it's not until like the guy, like his lover, is like literally coming to his restaurant to taunt him, right? Yep. To like yeah. peacock on him, essentially, like just bringing guys right. there over and over again, and it's like the worst part of his life. He's completely lost. He has no color in it. But then, like yeah. once he sort of becomes back in his life, he gets, you know, his emotions start to get riled up. He starts to get angry. He starts to get emotional. Color comes back. But from that point on, even when they're separated. His life is on an upward trajectory, so the color stays, right? Like, even right, when they break like, up... He's working at he a has, better restaurant. He's working at a better restaurant. He's working at the slaughterhouse, which they mentioned very importantly is back he's on He's got Hong his Kong new time, friend, Dish Devil. Right? Yeah, but yeah. it's back in a part of his old life. And right, like, right. It is... It was it is to like the point, because the color I, stays there, you know, because... The black and white looks so cool that I was kind of like, well, I hope he gets sad again so I can see more of Buenos Aires <laughs> in black and white. Black and white, yeah. Because yeah. it was cool. You mentioned, Hunter, early on that it was like... I, what, what was your description of Juan Carvalho? It was like, 
a lot of very like a lot of interesting emotions and cinematography. It, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I yeah. liked the, I like the cinematography of this so much. Like I don't. He did not give us like the touristy version of Buenos Aires. It was mostly like the backsides of kitchens and mm-hmm. like flop houses and like right. a lot of scramby eggs and he and like one restaurant and you don't even really see the inside of it mostly outside yeah yeah and it makes it seem super cool i like yeah. i like the way <laughs> especially greasy food i like the way one car sees greasy food uh or his cinematographer sees this, greasy food it's really so compelling. uncomfortable the whole time i think just like a lot of the <laughs> places we're hanging out are not comfortable places to be both physically and emotionally well, just, okay, so well, the, look, the flop house didn't s- seem super safe, but also the tile work was incredible. Yeah, and you guys, you're not like, it doesn't make you feel homely to be at a place in which your landlord is constantly being yelled at by the same two women every single time <laughs> you see him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I did like that part. I, I did enjoy that. I like that, that kitchen that they had to go hang out. Goes I also it. love, I loved the, the this old timey thing of somebody having to answer the phone and yell at you that the phone is for you. And mm-hmm. I like this guy just kind of like inserting himself into the middle of your fights over the phone all the time. It was cute. I was, it was just a fascinating little like, look at this little piece of the that, world you've never been to. That dude should have gotten an IMDb credit though. Would have been easier to get to the movie, right? <laughs> we, Wait, we, was, he was one of his ears that you could have found him in something else? Absolutely. Oh, he, he inserts himself in everything. <laughs> I bet he was in a Vita. <laughs> um, I want to ask y'all a question. So yeah. did um so this is a this is a story about, you know, uh two people that are have a, a lot of really toxic traits. And I would yeah. say they're both at a pretty low point in their lives. Did either of you struggle or sorry, did any of you struggle? Um No, with... you can ask the dumb ones. You can focus <laughs> the question. Well, Look, I'm just I know curious. Anthony didn't struggle, so did you guys have any trouble? <laughs> <laughs> that was not on purpose look can either okay. of the dummies tell me what the theme no, of this movie I, was can we just I was saying at can all. i get just the children's opinion of how this movie affected all right, you fine i'll just ask alex so just <laughs> for alex yes. middle uh, of the pack <laughs> did you best of the rest how did how did you feel about these two people did you find it easy to get invested in them or or did you get invested in neither of them how did you feel about these two characters because i i don't remember the which names are which or which actors are which I, but yeah there okay. was i thought B and the, ho ho right ho is the, the really bothersome one fia is tony leung's character yeah this, this didn't help me at all but i appreciate the guy who got trying. beat up just, all right it's the guy with the hands. who's the guy with leslie. the broken hands that's ho ho that's leslie that's ho. okay so i i thought of lie as the good boyfriend and ho as the bad boyfriend yes. for the most part um yeah. i i mean i have not been in a relationship this bad or uh-huh. a bad one at all so i have very little to his like personal experience to associate with like I just generally my feeling is like if someone is not nice to you, you shouldn't hang out with them. That's like right. a little simplistic, but that so I do have a little bit of trouble of seeing why they are still starting over. Right. And some and they're like I do feel like the film could have given me a slight hint of the thing that they actually had in common at one point. There was oh, yeah. like just I mean, I under, like if there's a thing that you had before and you're chasing that high, I, I get that. I, there just wasn't much of a hint as to why they were still doing this. And then also, good boyfriend 
did throw a bottle at his head, which is very abusive, and then also hid his passport, which is extremely abusive. Yeah, that's extremely no yeah. good. Very, very Passports no are hard good. to find enough. Like you know, when when no one's being a jerk to you, honestly. Yeah, know, right? Right? yeah which mm. which box did you put your passport in? I don't know. <laughs> Fortunately, they had. Actually, there was a great scene where he was like, "Did you search the drawer?" Because they have one drawer. It's a very small apartment. <laughs> There's only a drawer that things could be hidden in. Did you go through the drawer when I was gone? Anyway. Um, but yeah, that was my bit. And actually, I'm not even sure. Did he get the passport back? Uh, he well, he, 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 yeah. he gave it back. He left it well, he came, but place. he knocked the door. And then the then the hallway was empty. But but then yeah, yeah, but the passport was on the table. It was, it was skipping okay. forward in time. He left in the... Yeah. One thing about this movie also was just from the way it's edited is the time jumps were much harder to follow for me than a lot of other movies mm-hmm. I mean, it took me like to get his pacing on like oh that's a time jump we just did it was yeah. very abrupt and not super he didn't does not bother with establishing shots or anything else like he, he gives you no hints he gives you no yeah. quarter if you're lost in I, his yeah, movie. All, all i really know about the time in this movie is that um it takes place over a seemingly a very long period of time and his yeah, hands must jobs have been really fucked up because his <laughs> yeah. hands are in those bandages for a very long time. He gets his hands out of the bandages and then they never discuss it. They're not like, oh, hey, great news. Congratulations. You have hands again. They never talk about it at all. He just disappears <laughs> one day and comes back and his hands are fine. And God. the guy's like, where were you? Were you kissing? Alex, um, I want to see like your cut of like a Wong Kar Wai movie with like these little details added in of of, mm. of the audience the being more like. Well, it depends my on how hands much, are now they... better. Audience, wait. Look, like, no, no, okay. Look, I'm not just like I want to hear. It's something I want every tiny thing resolved. It was like his broken you. hands was like 40 minutes of dry of the the driving force of the film and keeping right. stuff the way it was, yeah. and then he gets them out and neither of them acknowledge. I feel like there would be at least one scene where you're like, oh, look at this. Look at wow. Look at what I can do. <laughs> you Nothing. know what? This Zero things. Like, it was basically like, it's kind of a little bit the way I cook where just like by the end of me cooking, every single cabinet we have in the kitchen is open. And then you just leave <laughs> after that, right? Where yeah. it's like, there's no, you don't really have to finish <laughs> just it up. Yeah. Actually, Ezra, um, I don't, I don't remember. I don't know if you were on, you were not on our in, in the mood for love episode, right? That was like a long time ago now. That was like two years ago, I think, or something like that. Jeez. Um, uh, is this the first uh, film of, of uh, his that you've ever seen? Yes, although I was aware okay. of In the Mood for Love because of like every frame painting did stuff on it, and I was like, oh, yeah. this is a cool dude who I should check out at some point, but I hadn't. Yeah, right. Well, I'm sorry because I, as I was watching this, I was thinking about that, and I actually think this is the worst one to watch first because <laughs> of some of the stuff Alex was talking about. This one. The um the language, uh the film language uh that they use in this one feels very like, okay, so you get how it works. So here, let's do all this now. Like one example that I'd noticed with this movie um that you get a lot in the ones that come before this is messing with the frame rate. They did that all the time in this movie, but on a very nuanced level. Like they would it almost looked like the movie was glitching slightly, yes, but it would just yes, slow yes, yes. down a moment. Yeah. Right. So in Chunking Express and uh, in As Tears Go By and all the films leading up to this, they use that effect, but like for like action scenes and for like big moments where you can kind of click in and be like, wow, they're doing some really cool kind of frame rate trick. But by the time you get to Happy Together, they're like, yeah, we Mm -hmm. can do that and we'll just do it 
randomly just a little bit as like kind of a nuanced weird thing that if you don't know that they do that i feel like it actually just looks like the film is messed up yeah so that is to say uh that i i i feel that way about you know to the listener as well if you are thinking about getting into one car way i think happy together is like the one you watch after watching quite a few of them actually yeah and I, I, I would say i think I, it this is my least favorite of the three that I've seen. I liked Chunking Express a lot, and I liked In the Mood for Love a lot. And this one yes. had things that I liked, but didn't quite gel for me the way the other two did. In even though both of them also were like, "Hey, we give you no quarter if you're confused." Like both of them were still mm. confusing, right? But this one, this one did feel I don't know a little bit less satisfying and a little bit more. It's also, yeah. it's the darkest one. Like it's I yeah I, yeah. Days of Being Wild, which is another one with with uh, Leslie Chung in it, um, I believe actually he uses a lot of the same actors over and over, so I get confused as to which one is in which. But um, Days of Being Wild is also like very very dark, um, but like this one is the only one that just focuses on a broken relationship like the entire time. There's a lot of broken relationships in his films, but generally speaking, there's a lot of other stuff going on. But uh, in this movie, there there just isn't. Um, it's you have these maybe like two and a half characters basically and that's all you have for the entire runtime yeah. of the movie and it's and, pretty long so and a lot. it's like that sort of the thing i was saying about like sort of the emotional reality of his movies is so important and like more mm-hmm. important like the little reality and also his movies his movies often feel like a memory of an event rather yeah. than the events mm-hmm. as yeah, they're portrayed yeah, the right and, that for sure and yeah. i think that like this movie and sort of what Hunter was talking about, like the different frame rate stuff is like you get a lot of sort of like short snippets of things. Right. And it's one of the things I sort of found so moving about this movie is like you're getting like all these like very short little scenes of like violence or outburst or like, you know, like you don't get an explanation of why he buys so many cigarettes. But like he remembers buying all those cigarettes because that is how he because his friend, kept his lover kept going out. Obviously, to have sex with other guys, to meet other guys, right. and like the cigarettes was the way to trap him in there, right? But it's like you get these like small little fragments, and then you get like a long scene of like what I think is probably the best scene in the movie is like the the long dance they do. Oh my god! In the in the so like in the room, right? Like yeah. that's it's 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 so bright and colorful and long, and you really just kind of like live in that moment. And like that is like what I was talking about, like the way you remember things like you have like these small little fragments and then these things that are like really important, even though all this like chaos and violence and anger is happening between them. You have this like really beautiful touching moment that you remember with such texture and such detail. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, it's incredible movie making. And it, you know, again, going into like when I was so fascinating about the documentary that goes with this movie was like, there some of the subplots you guys and different versions of events that he cut out it's inc- it's incredible that this movie ended up the way it did there was so like, many characters um there's like a a bunch of scenes of uh he tony's character becomes friends with like this nurse um who's like a chinese woman who's like kind of in love with him and he ends up like attempting to commit suicide and she ends up moving in with him to take care of him and what? it's like all these long scenes of her kind that's of like a whole other movie. Yeah, that's for sure a whole other movie. There's this other female character who constantly has a Game Boy with her that Tony goes on a few dates with and he does bumper coats and Chang 
is like ups- kind of like obsessed with her and trying to get to know her as well. And they shot all these sequences with her. There's always a worry out all of that when you're Hold an on. actor that your scene's going to get cut. But when you have that much of a subplot, you got to assume it's going to make the final of the movie. What if I know they're working with? Well, that's yeah, true, exactly. I, well, that's I why feel like it's just the method at this point for, yeah, that's for why them I com- to just shoot com- a bunch. You know, compared him to Malik, who like famously had the thing when Adrian Brody, you know, filmed the thin red line, thought right. he was the lead of the movie. And when he saw it, he's only in one scene, right? Like he, he just filmed so much stuff and just trying to like find something that's real. Like, so everything with Chang, you know, cause Leslie had to go back, uh, to go on tour. Um, they were going to be in brain. always for a few weeks. And they talk about this in the documentary that, uh, Wong Kawai just found that Chinese restaurant and he really loved it. And it was like, <laughs> this has to be in my movie. Yeah. Um, so they hired Chang and they just improvised every single scene with him in the movie. They had no idea what the scenes really were. They just started filming them doing a bunch of stuff, you know, He's and like, like going the out funniest places. character. Like I should, so to explain the because the, with no explanation, if you haven't seen this movie, we've been calling him Dish Devil. So he washes dishes at this restaurant and he does some eavesdropping and he can tell what people are like thinking because of how their tone of their voice is. And then later he's like, yeah, I just couldn't see very well as a kid. So I got really into voices and I can just hear people across the room. And mm-hmm. he's like, they're about to fight. And then you hear a skirt and the chair pushes back and some people get in the brawl mm-hmm. and you're like, so he's got like slightly superhero hearing. Um, and then later he's like, will you record your voice? I don't like pictures because he's the hearing guy. Anyway, he's yeah. got, it's kind of an adorable thing that they like, we gave yeah. you one thing. That's your I thing. Like, I, I like that this thing element a lot actually i liked everything with chain yeah and yeah. he's like possibly like a potential like partner for um tony's character but it's never really like much really better do one. anything yeah. with it yeah you know there's sort of like this this sort of hints when he talks about like this, like a woman asks him out to a movie and he's like no i like i like women with deeper voices and stuff like yeah. that but it's never mm-hmm. like really clear and that's something i really liked about the relationship is that sort of you know, especially we we are so like lucky, and it's I mean, like a hard earned battle. But like, like sort of like queer cinema and queer art, and just like the idea of like being out and open in a place in twenty twenty two is so different than it was in like nineteen ninety seven, Argentina or Hong Kong or even the states, right? And yeah, it's very, I, so I know uh, nothing about what the culture was like in Argentina in nineteen ninety seven, and so I was kind of wondering, in a way, that this is clearly not what Wong Kar Wai is going to do. He's not going to tell you this. He's not going to explain all of this to you. Right. But I was curious, like, what the acceptance level was there at that time, mm-hmm. because they don't really. I assume it was not great. I assume it was difficult, but then it's just not the plot of the movie, so we don't see much about it. Yeah, but also the way and that, they do a like, lot of PDA that seems safe. Yeah, but it's also that like the same way that in the states, you know, it wasn't like popular and or like out in a lot of places, but there were re- like refuges that you could go to. There were places yeah. that understood yeah. it. The there were you know these like things that like these communities that would build and like sort of find people around them, right? Like this movie yeah. has a like a scene in a porn theater, which is like obviously were like where you would go, and that's another you know thing about like. Tony's character, the way he's so like judgy towards um, Ho at the beginning of the movie and his sort mm-hmm. of promiscuity, and then slowly sinks down to that level 
once he gets or lonely enough, you know? Or, yeah, or yeah, who knows? Up, yeah. <laughs> but, like, it's it's just so interesting, the arc that he goes on to, like, get out of it at the end. And it's just, yeah, I thought this movie was so good, you okay. guys. So I we, really it feels like we're it. getting to the end of this. Um, I want to do a couple of quick things. I want to do, um, first, my Alexis, my favorite tiny things in the movie. Number one, pretty good lamp. That was a cool ass lamp. That lamp it yeah. was nuts. And the lamp, lamp. So there's a lamp that is like uh, it's got a moving piece, so it makes a waterfall on, painted on the outside look like it's water falling. And it was such a good lamp that they were like, we should see this real waterfall. And then they go to the mm. waterfall, and the waterfall is also very good. So cool lamp, cool waterfall for sure. Um, besides go Aladdin, the waterfall. Other... Wait, go what? ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was just gonna say the, the again the sort of like the juxtaposition of at the end. He gets to the waterfall and Ho is repairs the lamp yeah, to be at the waterfall lamp. that way, right? Like, and although like, I do feel like either of them could go to that waterfall for like three dollars on a bus anytime they wanted to, but they always <laughs> choose to rent a car and get lost. So <laughs> there is some like self inflicted non waterfalls for both of them. It was tough to get three dollars though; they had to win the whole soccer game. Yeah. <laughs> That's true; they had to yeah. win. Man, soccer on on cobblestone road is so brutal. The shin splints—if you yeah. get bumped and fall over—it's so dangerous. That's dead. intense. But this is why this is why if you watch like um Brazilian or Argentinian soccer players in like the English Premier League, you can tell almost right away because they do more juggling of the ball, they do more touches in the air because they're used they like it's very common to grow up and play like futsal on these little hard uh, hard ground courts and so they learn they a different kind of ball ground. handling. Super interesting. Yeah. Um okay, other also Sorry, actually, as you were going to say something there. As I was just going to say, Alexis. are there any other pivotal lamps aside from Aladdin that you guys can think of, I guess, in movies? Like, well, uh, I mean, uh, uh, Christmas Story. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's important. Has lamp. a very famous lamp. Oh, yeah, Christmas Story, famous lamp. Uh, Pulp Fiction, it's not the lamp. It's the can- the little kangaroo next to the lamp. But oh, that's, that's like a crucial watch. thing. Uh, with oh, the watch, right, yeah. yeah. That almost yeah, gets yeah. Uh, Bruce Willis killed. Um, that was close. Um, but yeah, Christmas Story is the most famous lamp in movies, mm-hmm. I think. That's a big lamp. Okay. Mm. Good. Lamp talk is done. Good. And, and lamp talk. Okay. Two more quick Alexis. One, uh, when he cracks an egg to make scramby eggs, one-handed, badass. Love it. Love that cool. the actor can just, cat, like, as one of his many skills, can do a one-handed while egg. While sick, right? Yeah. While sick with yeah. the cold. Yeah. So yep. definitely, yeah. So and smoking. Wasn't he smoking a cigarette, too? I think he was sick I, smoking a cigarette and cracked crack it with one hand. into the fried rice, of, I think. Of all the things that Ho does that are incredibly toxic... And really fucked up. That is what hit me the most. When well, he is sick with a fever and he goes, yeah. but will you make me food? I'm hungry. You make me food. Well, yeah. But the guy and, has no hands and cannot make himself food. He can order food. Well, he can't really pick up the phone. Oh, he can so just go like, downstairs, you... right? Get some food. But no, it's, I don't know. it's the I mean, way he, he asks. It's the way himself. he is shivering. Sweating, obviously very sick, and he's like, "I need you to go make me food right now." It is Uh, so rude. The other thing, the other like you want to do is there's a scene where he, after he gets beaten up, he shows up uh, covered in blood, and then he hugs him. And I do not like blood, and so I was like, "Oh, not a bloody hug." But then I remembered it's black and white, so it might have been chocolate sauce. So that hug might have smelled delicious. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So then how do you explain later when Tony beats up some random guy? Is that because of all the chocolate sauce? No, 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 no,
that canonically it was blood. I but see. The prop was because yeah. when you do black and prop white blood, sometimes yeah. it's just yeah. chocolate sauce. So I was thinking yeah, maybe yeah. the actors were not covered in blood; no, they were covered absolutely. in chocolate sauce. It could be a delicious smelling hug. Although I, I like the interpretation that. better that he was like not beaten up. He was like, I borrowed the watch and then I went back or I stole the watch from this guy. And then I came back to him and he threw chocolate sauce on my face. <laughs> and then he gave me these cool gloves that I haven't taken off for six months, even though they make it so <laughs> yeah. I can't move my hands. They're cool. <laughs> yeah. I did love that. Another one of those little moments. That I just love the way Wonka way uh, communicates big moments when he's just he's. He's at work drinking on the job because yeah. apparently that's yeah. like all he does. <laughs> yeah, he that's like, cool. He's just outside on a smoke break, chugging from a bottle. He sees the guy walk in who beat up his boyfriend, and he just finishes off the bottle and just like in one motion walks in. You hear a commotion and you it cuts to him smash. at a new job. Yeah, yeah. it is. <laughs> I, just, I love yeah. that kind of storytelling. That was cool. It is was so cool. elegant and amazing it's awesome i wanted well the last thing i want to say about this um slightly negative thing about um the way films are made we've talked about this before about how dialogue is all mixed too low now i will say this movie did a thing where the dialogue was mixed really low and the sex sounds were mixed really high so you had to crank up the tv to hear the words and then they Not start yet. boning and then i gotta turn it way down so our neighbors don't think we're perverts and then, I, gotta, then I can't hear the words so i gotta turn it way back up but then they are talking in the middle of sex so i gotta turn it back down it's a little frustrating. There were well, some you just gotta let those next noises go through the yeah. house. You know what I mean? Like, and then uh, just and, uh, our neighbors are so nice. Loudly, I don't want them. It's not porn. It's art. You could just say <laughs> yeah. that. You'll know if you look at it. You'll know if you look at it. Is art too though? <laughs> not to offend any pornographers in my building. <laughs> All right, we and, have so much more we have to get done before we go. So, last thoughts. Oh, it's just it's not like you know the volume affects the subtitles. Being readable. No, that's actually that's know, an like advantage this... of this being a reading movie is that it's not as important yeah. as mixed low, but it's just that the sex noises were so high. Yeah. Um, okay. So now we have to rank this movie from one to thirty-two. Where does Happy Together from nineteen ninety-seven fall in the list of greatest movies of all time of season two? I like to think um, that we're the only people five. ever who are trying to, to figure out which is better. Avengers Endgame or <laughs> yeah, Happy together. together. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, yeah, we're, we're probably well, got to be the first people to ever rank um, Battleship Potemkin and Shrek and Happy Together on the same list. It's clearly and for the record, Potemkin is beating Shrek. That's that's yeah. the wildest. Well, thing everything's made. beating Shrek except for two things. Yeah. Except for the Transformers the movie and Rush Hour 2, the worst movie of all time. Literally propaganda. What is Shrek propaganda for exactly? Farts? Can you give me the top five of the list? The Third Man, Edge of Tomorrow, The Lion King, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, and Iron Giant are our top five films. I'm going to go with number two. I think this is right behind The Third Man in terms of... All right. Anthony votes too. Incredible movies. Hunter, what do you think? Uh, I'm gonna vote. I'm. I'm. I agree with what Anthony just said, but I gotta vote my personal bias, which is that I would give it number one. Um, it's probably my top twenty films personally of all time. Whereas, what Third Man's probably in top fifty. Interesting. Okay, so three points so far, or I guess Anthony, if you said sorry, if you said it's second, that we're gonna call that one and a half, right? Because it would be above one. So we're one point five plus number one, Ezra. So let's do it to him. Uh, what happens well, now? So just give me your honest read. Thinking about this was somewhere basically between uh, like Dead Ringers and In the Cut, which is that's sort of my area of like 
These are, yeah. these are like these are the good things that are not for me. I think is yes. the best way I could put this. Uh, I right. think that's exactly where that's exactly where I was looking. Was I was like, this is like out of sight where I didn't entirely enjoy the experience, but I understand that it's good. You mean in the cut? Oh, sorry, in the cut. Yeah. Oh, that's Keep way down there. Like sorry, brown, yes, yeah, yeah. nineteen in the out of sight. Yeah, out of sight. Okay. Fourteen. Um, I'm gonna. Oh, right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, Hmm. I'll be the most generous I can about this, uh, I think, for, for myself, which is, I think, uh, 14 and a half. So right above Dead Ringers, because I think... I think that's more than fair, Ezra. And I feel bad that <laughs> we ha I had you... As somebody that loves to get people into Wong Kar Way, it was the biggest regret of mine <laughs> getting about 30 minutes into it and being like, this is such a bad one to start on, like for you in particular, Ezra. I'll, I'll so try like, it again, man. I'll, I'll, I'll do... Please, I'll just watch the other Chunking one Express. It's like the most charming film you've ever seen. Like, so I, I think, sorry, I was confused about in the cut. I think this is around in the cut and that it was like good, but I didn't enjoy it. But this is significantly better for me still than like Planes, Trains or Battleship Potemkin. Um, and I liked it more than Dead Ringers. But yeah, the out of sight, Michael Clayton is where things get kind of tough. Ooh. So I'm going to say the same thing. I think four, 14 and a half is where I am going to place it as well. That's um, a wild range. Yeah, it, it is a very funny range. I like that a lot about this. Probably, I mean, easily our weirdest range. But what that does is it ends us up at 8.625 or the ninth best movie of all time, right between The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly and Batman. Perfect. Which I feel like as a list representing anything doesn't make any sense, but as a, except for the four of us together, like as a no, list representing wrong. us as a group, the whole I think point it's of the list. Yeah. No, those are all good movies. That, yep. I don't, what are you talking about? These are all good movies. I mean, that's, you're saying well, happy together is better than Batman. That's quite an achievement. Oh, you know? okay. well, so now we have a bunch more business to do. So, um, uh, Hunter, this was your pick for movies. This is your second pick after Battleship yeah. Tampkin, which you got 10 points for. This one, you only get five, just like a normal person. Um, congratulations. You've just received five points. Before you arrange them, Ezra, what is the official score currently? Oh, let me pull it up. Let me pull it up. Great. Okay, While you do are. that, Hunter, I guess maybe you can wait, go ahead. No, I, got, I, got, go. I got it. Okay. In fourth place, Alex with 11. Third place, Hunter, mm. 12. Second place, Anthony, 13. Ezra, first place, 14. All right, Hunter, five big points. What are you going to do? Was the, I, I, I'm literally just not remembering what the agreement on the split was. So could someone just tell oh, yeah, me yeah, what yeah. the it's, agreement on the you, split was? Uh, it's, I think you I keep give two, and you give yeah. one to me, and you give uh, two to Tony. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that makes yeah. sense. Because yeah. I got one before when you... Okay, yes, yes, yes. So I will do that. I, I'm not I'm not breaking any deals here at this point. We're only... It's, it's only October, you know? Yeah. Um, so I feel like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to stay, uh, a, a man of my word. So you take, you take two for yourself. You give two to two Anthony and you give two, one to Ezra. Yep. Ezra, what does that do to our scores? Alex, fourth place, 11. I um, hate this. Hunter, now still third place, uh, but 14. And then yeah. me and Tony, uh, we have 15 each. Wow. Okay. Next order of business, Hunter, since we've taken one of the items off your list, what is your next target movie? Uh-oh. I forgot to think about this part okay. again. Oh, shit. Oh, uh, shit. Oh, shit. This is... Um, is it, can we... It, would, it, would it screw anything up if you waited till next week to pick? No, it wouldn't. Well, what, no, I, and we don't know who's picking next, do we? And we don't. We're, re, we're reshuffling. So he, could, he would announce before we shuffled. Ooh, okay. So I have to I have to announce before the shuffle, anyways. That's in, what I'm saying. Like, if we waited till next week, but before the shuffle, would that be okay? Oh, uh, that actually seems like kind of unfair, though, because then I could pick a movie knowing that you know I can very quickly make a deal. That's true now too. Eh, 
different, but I kind of like picking a movie that I want to watch. The only difference is it's going to be you'd pick before or after my pick today. That's the one thing you don't know that would change. So I guess, yeah, you have to pick now before I pick my movie for this week. Okay. Um, okay, so Alex, you are picking a movie. We're not redrawing today. Sorry, we're redrawing next week. Today, okay. it's uh, my okay. choice. The la- the end of sec- of uh, round eight is me. I'm going to final pick. Gotcha. I'm just afraid if I pick something too weird again, then we don't we'll have six never months get to come to it. it. We will yeah. literally run out of time yes. before we get to it. So I have it to think of something. end game time. Yeah, I have to think of something kind of normy that I want to watch. So what, which is okay, so I got Virgin Suicides, you are, but I'm a cheerleader. And Ezra, Ezra, you have Cinderella, Cinderella from 1997. Okay. That's right. Cinderella, oh, yeah. 1997. Um, let's do. I could, we were talking about the Wachowskis earlier, and I actually watched this movie earlier in the year, um, but I really liked it a lot, and I think it would be just like a great movie for us to to talk about. Um, have y'all ever seen? The first movie directed by the Wachowskis, which is called Bound? Bound. Oh, yeah. Have you ever seen, seen Bound. Bound? Yeah, I've seen Bound. Um, Bound? I'm for sure you were doing, like, doing a, I thought for sure you're doing a bit where you're gonna be like, have you guys seen The Matrix? No. Um, Actually, though, I would kind of like to watch The Matrix. That'd be cool, <laughs> that too. Be you could definitely do that. Still possible. Um, Wait, the Bound no, is from no, 1996. I know what I want. I know what I want. I want to watch Blowout. I, I changed it to Blowout by Brian De Palma. Because I wanted to watch that earlier this year. Okay, and I didn't yeah, get wow, interesting. Um, big swing. So, okay, so we're going to Blowout from 1981, which features, yeah. among other people, uh, John Travolta, Nancy John Travolta. Allen, and John Lithgow. So we got I've never people. seen it, for the record, so I don't know anything about it. But that's, Why are you picking I would, it, then? Because I want to watch it. Oh, okay, but, but what do you know about it? I don't really it's know anything Palmer about it. Movie. I, I, I know it's a kind of a Hitchcock movie, like a weird, like kind uh, of thriller okay. type movie. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's like a slasher, and I've been I I ever since I got into Jallo, um, I've been yeah. thinking about slashers a lot. And Blowout seems like a very weird kind of slasher type movie. Okay, slasher so. type. Also, if possible, we can get it to get to it during spooky months. So that's fun. Yeah, exactly. That's gonna be an interesting part of this game is seeing if we can get to some spooky movies in October. Okay. Last side of of business um, here for the game is that um, it's my turn to pick as round eight comes to a close. And let me just tell you guys this. There's a lot of good things I could go from this movie. Probably. I can't think of any. Um, but here's <laughs> what I can do tell you. Infernal Affairs. Oh, that would be badass. But what is Infernal yeah. Affairs? It's the movie that uh, the departed is a, a remake of. It's got. Oh, there's Tony um, Lung in it. Um, yeah. Well, it but didn't we have... just take Tony to get here? So you couldn't. Anyway? Yeah, we can't do Tony. Um, well, um, let me just save you guys uh, too much time and keep the show moving along. Can I guess what you're going to do? Yes. Reset okay. to bacon. Reset to yeah, bacon. Gonna... Mm-hmm. And either dig into China or the air I breathe. Um, I mean, you could do Stir of Echoes if you wanted to do a spooky one. All right. not quite you, guys are having, you guys are doing great. But let me, just, let me just save you guys the suspicion. This has been a fun guessing game. Um, but let me just tell you this piece of information, see if this changes anything for you. Happy Together was shot in 1.85 to 1 on Ooh. 35 millimeter film with these oh a spherical cinem- cinematographic process, which is exactly the same as But I'm a Cheerleader. So wow. I'm going to play my power wow. card where I get to move to a movie so- shot in the same aspect ratio. And after you three teamed up against me and had to share all your stupid points, I'm getting all these points for myself, baby, from last to first. It's going to be a big turnaround. We're watching But I'm a Cheerleader this week. Awesome. <laughs> I love that movie. 
I already announced it. So whatever you're gonna try to play, it's too late. I already did it. Oh, um, dude, Alex, I have a power card. Yes. I've already played it. We've already picked the movie. So tell no, me. No, no, no. But 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 you can't just do that. You can't just speed through the the window like that. That's not. I fair. gave you so nope. much time. Mm. I talked about all of your bullshit no, you, movies. You were, you you were kind of Look, you were busy gloating. It's gonna Nobody be another constitutional to, uh, crisis, guys. Mm. Let's see if this happens. All right, what do you got? What do you got? Let's I can hear force it. anyone to change no- their target movie. <laughs> Does it say any time? Does it say any time? Let's let's talk about it. Yeah, I think if you play that right now, you can make Alex change the Kogan movie. We're already locked into But I'm a Cheerleader. Yeah, we're locked into But I'm a Cheerleader. It's fine. We get to watch But I'm a Cheerleader. We did rush through it. Actually, this is the perfect timing for this card. <laughs> what do you this is a messed up card so by have the way. you this played this card be... yet ezra no definitely i've not played this card. so in this time i have played my card and you have not played your card i've not played it yet okay yeah. so all i right. could play my power card make everyone discard all of their cards no you just oh. played a power code you can't play two in a thing We've since when all right well, no, well we we ezra, play, your, play your card right now play your card right now before before <laughs> alex does that change the target movie no, i like before... the... Wait, Alex, are you still there? Yeah, I'm frozen. Sorry. Um, okay, so we're, we're I, at this like instead standoff. of making you throw this away. Yes, I'm just gonna believe that you won't do this. You're right. This is the only thing that keeps me in the game. You guys ran away with this without any without help, like, including me at all. You teamed up now. against me after Hunter agreed to try to push me as a winner. We didn't team up against you. You teamed up against you. Th- you three not... way to just to do to break even for the three of you for an entire round and leave me in the what dust. And all this do? does give you is keeps me in the game. Helping at all? Like we're, we we found some cooperation between the three of us. Like it's not like we excluded you from it. It's just that you had no part to play. All right. I constitutional crisis I think is averted. I am not playing this card. The nuclear right. option I think can be off the table, Alex. Um, Why are you not playing the code though? Seriously. <laughs> I, I have a genuine question. Like what? I would what? feel because here's the thing. I think Alex needs this, and I feel bad. <laughs> and that's I a agree. real reason. I also think but you that... think I need this in my life, not just like on the game. No, 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 in the game. I think you have oh, a lot okay, of stuff going okay. on. Look, you, you had viral hits on, on two channels. I think you're you're doing great, buddy. <laughs> also, like, I don't I don't know if you should play that card, because that card is that's messed up. I think you should but get I rid mean, of that card. Honestly, and... one no, I think one. I think that's why you should play it. Because I don't want that card out there floating around. Yo, like that card will just take someone out of the game because if you or set their actually, target, what's, what's movie crazy about to that card impo- is you could also say after somebody picks next week, yeah. you could just change your target movie to their whatever movie they've already picked. That's a good point. You There's could a use lot it for of ways good. this can go sideways. Um, <laughs> I hate this card. Well, you can blow it all up if you want. Um, but but yeah, I'm not, I'm not playing it now. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep on. Everyone, everyone knows that I have this, or maybe I don't, because I could be lying about this also. And any, you can make up any <laughs> single card, and it's so very true. believable. If you just said you had a card, and I don't remember it being on the list, I would never question it. I would just, <laughs> of course, that's the card. Oh, you have the card that Hunter doesn't get a turn this round. That makes sense. I actually Maybe. do have that card. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're watching, but I'm a cheerleader. Constitutional crisis over. Card playing time has ended. We have one more thing to do before we go, and that is talk about Zach, the meat buddy. Um, we can, we can make this real nice and, and, and cute. So Zach wrote in, you may remember, um, Zach donated forever goes a cutlet 
And, but recently, uh, sorry, I got a poorly done segment. Um, his words, not ours. Um, but, um, if is willing to take another, if we're going to give one. And so Zach says, if you want to give me more travel tips and hints, it would be great in two weeks. I'm going on my first international trip since the pandemic started Zach from Seattle. So we're doing international travel tips or just travel tips in general for, uh, for Zach from Seattle. Um, I, the, incidentally, the viral tweet that I had yesterday, I just want to tell you guys this, is about um, basically the premise was just like I got bumped up to first class and I was like, oh, this is not insanely luxurious. This is just like an adult sized chair and you're not actively mean to me. This is just right. like how normal life should be. And like we're acting like this is inc- like finally first class. I feel not uncomfortable. Um, anyway, the Internet is so stupid that a, an international business magazine reporter reached out and asked to do a phone interview about my thoughts on travel because yes. of my Did one you know? joke about. Yeah, of course. Um, the problem is uh, she's in Zurich. So we have to figure out a time we can actually record. But the it's just like a while. Like what? This is the media now. It's just like viral tweet. That's like, hey, first class is only OK. That's our story. It's wild. Um, but I will say that only applies to um, domestic flights. Obviously, international first class is very different. Yeah, yeah there's so some real stuff there. That's good. Yeah, this isn't like it, like international first class. They're like, this is your bathtub and this is your 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 sauna area. And then yeah, on, on domestic pod. On your, your own uh, your own fuck tricks. But on uh, domestic flights, they're just like your coffee is in a real cup. I hope you enjoy. Um, anyway, OK. It is wild. The first time you get silverware on a plane, you're like, I didn't know you could do this. That's crazy. You're just going to wash this in your tiny sink? And the answer is that they might, maybe, because it's your first class. It's worth it. Anyway, okay, <laughs> what do you guys have for travel hints? For That was me stalling. So you guys look at travel. Think of travel hints. Okay. Oh, do we know where he's going? I do not know. International. international first international trip since pandemic. He's not in currently. That's all. That's correct. Not currently in Seattle. Passports. Uh. That's a good one. <laughs> important. Find, check the drawer. Yeah, check the. T- if you don't know where your passport is, always check the drawer. Um, you you should go somewhere that's really hard to get to, and people say that if you go there, maybe it'll be dangerous. You should do that <laughs> because then maybe you'll be fine, and then it'll be great. You can, or you can whisper your secret into the rock as you. That's also true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You could you could yeah. go somewhere where you can whisper. Into I, the I rock. would say this is what's the lamp there want is... you to do. Yeah. So first of all, have you consulted a lamp? That'll tell you where to go. Um, second of all, I, I will say, even though there's like stories about a temple or a lighthouse, you can just whisper secrets into anything when you're traveling. You oh, can't do it true. at home. But this is a this is a little known travel hack. When you're traveling, any building, if you whisper a secret, has to maintain that secret forever. <laughs> wow. Tourist uh, building confidentiality. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's legally binding. I think that's part of the Geneva Convention. Yeah, that's right. Um, you have to give the building a dollar first. Oh, yeah. Because it doesn't count as... <laughs> Right, right. Yeah, to, to, to follow in the, the thing. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It, it doesn't count. It, it has the no, money exchange. Somehow. Yeah. yeah, that's very important. You have to remember that. This is good travel tips. Yeah. Um, my okay. So I have two. I have two um, uh, laws of traveling that I follow for myself. My two laws of traveling. This applies internationally as well as at home. My two laws of traveling are never pass up a piss. So if you if you're about to leave. Pee before you leave. If there's a place to pee, always. take it. Because the next place you get to, if you're like, ah, I can hold it for an hour or whatever, it it always takes two hours, and the place you get there is not have a bathroom. Like you just you just never pass up a piss. And then two is ABC always be charging. If there is a place that your phone can be charging, charge your phone. You don't know how long it's oh, going to be. 
just take every opportunity to, to I charge. I had a game so. changer on that one. So I have like a like a pretty good size like brick basically that's yeah. like maybe 10 phone charges on it and also it's yeah. like solar powered. Um and it's like 10 sounds like it's too heavy. I wouldn't carry that. No, it, I mean, it's like, it's light. it is it feels about as heavy as two phones maybe stacked up. Yeah, I have a little lipstick one that's got two charges on it, I think. But that's been very helpful, too. But, um, but that's yeah. the same thing. If you have a brick, same thing applies. If you if your phone is at 70%, but you're sitting for a while, plug it into the brick. Just take the charge when you have the charge. Always be charging. Um, offline maps for uh, Google Maps on your app. Uh, that's solid. Like a lot. Um, also, always be eating, I was going to say, as well. Like, don't miss a chance <laughs> to eat. I don't eat know if that's... It's not that helpful. My, no, my, no, my problems with eating or traveling is I always overeat. But I don't. Well, I don't. I don't know who you're with. But sometimes, if you're with, uh, you know, small humans, uh, they get very mm-hmm. hungry, and it can be tough to 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 feed them in a timely manner. Uh, and so, oh. uh, yeah, get get some snacks. Children. Well, so a flip side of Children. that is, I recommend if you can when you're traveling, travel with moms because she's always got Cheerios in her bag. There's always a snack if you get hangry. Yeah, I got a bar for you. Yeah, that's nice. That's good to have. I don't always carry bars. I do actually usually carry bars, but still, it's nice to have a mom with Cheerios. Um, Yeah, bars are also one of my go-tos. Another thing that I do, um, this matters probably less to some people, but I always bring a a little Google Chrome, a Chromecast, a little HDMI thing that I can throw into a hotel TV and then watch what I actually want to watch from my laptop on the big screen. That's cool. That's a cute little way to watch the big things. Um, and it's easier than carrying like my sister brings like a whole like HDMI setup so she can plug it in. But a little Chromecast is like 30 bucks. I'm pretty sure if you know where to look, you can like get work on like a big like shipping freighter still. And they'll just like take you to yeah, Asia. I always wanted to do this. I don't know if this is still true. I think that stopped during COVID, but I don't know if it's back now. Yeah, um, hopefully it's yeah. back. And then that way you'll get free travel, but you will have to work for it and it will take a long time to get. Yeah, if you want to know like, where you're going. Yeah, yeah. You're, Places the, the, always need the dishes washed. That's so, so true. If you have a need you money. You work as a dishwasher. Yeah. Uh, I would, okay, this is honestly, this is on my bucket list is I would love to go to a restaurant, realize I've forgotten my wallet, and have to wash dishes until I've earned the meal. That's just like a thing that happens in movies a lot and I've never experienced. Mm. I would try oh, yeah. it sometimes. Well, I've try always that. wanted to go into a place that had a now hiring sign in the window and oh, just take the sign? the sign down myself and just walk up and be like, <laughs> I'm starting today. You know, like that to me is always you been found on one me. of my movie bucket lists. <laughs> I so like that. sign bucket list. I want to go into a place that's open and then like behind me flip it to close and then like walk oh. towards the back. And oh, like, that's you know, good. Like, hopefully not. Um, you know, another movie bucket list I have is I've always wanted to say to some to a group of people, um, give us the room. Oh, <laughs> and then everyone else leaves. Whoa, I think that would be really cool. fun. Yeah, I feel like is a restaurant actually going to have you do the dishes? I feel like they won't. Like, no, I they assume just they call won't. The police most of the time. I believe <laughs> yeah. that's what they actually do. Yeah, we have a dishwasher. They just call the cops. Yeah, they yeah, probably do have, have a dishwasher. dishwasher. Yeah, they don't want to do um, like paperwork for some. Well, no. So what you do is, so first there, you, you know? call, you call the restaurant, ask for the dishwasher, and then say like, "Hey, you know, your family just died in a car crash," and then they go running out, and then you're like, "Hey, I hear you need a dishwasher. Can I work off this meal?" I heard yeah, your dishwasher I... just ran out on you. <laughs> Um, no, what you do, what you do is you take the money you were gonna spend on the meal. You go to the dishwasher, you put it in their hands, and say, "Why don't you take the night off?" And then, <laughs> oh yeah, then you get another buck, double bucket list just, in the same I night. Don't, I don't have the money because I paid your dishwasher off, <laughs> so you need to. I know for a fact yeah. you need a dishwasher right yeah. now. I've also, I would also love to someday receive one of those novelty checks. I would like to be oh, paid yeah. in a large uh, yeah. cardboard check. 
I want to. I want to use big scissors to oh, cut, cut a something big. Yeah, basically yeah. any large office supply I'm in for. Yeah, I would love to use giant scissors to open a rest, open a God, restaurant or something. How do you? I want the key to the city. You know? Oh yeah. yeah. They still, I bet they still do that. The, the yeah. problem is the the word the is a lie. It's it's a key to the city. A lot of people a key have to, a key to a city. part of the city. It's not like is. anyone who wants to get yeah. into the city has to check in with you. This, they're all this is the for place. one of the cities. Yes. So you're just going to need to walk around with it for <laughs> uh, a while. Well, no, it's a key to the city. Or I guess nah. you could get a key to a city where it's it, like, it's like you got to figure city. out what city this is for. It might but, be Des Moines. You have no idea. To get back to the, the yeah, travel. Yeah, let's wrap up on travel. Oh, travel. Yeah, travel. Look, be safe, be responsible, but do be open to experiences. Uh-huh. Uh, the fun of traveling is, you know, meeting interesting people, doing interesting things. Yeah. Um, you know, definitely, you know, if you if you get a bad vibe, uh, definitely check out. But if you're not getting bad vibes and things just seem a little sketchy, go with it. It might be fun. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's that's, that's what you think a medium yeah, vibe. It. Stick it out. Yeah, just if, a medium if you find vibe, a bad vibe, run towards it. You know, yeah. find yeah. it. Get involved in a plot. You know. Yeah. yeah. If you look, I don't know. Look. Maybe, you know, if you if you are like Ezra and you're traveling with kids, don't do this. But if you're young, if you're in your early 20s, you're traveling abroad, you get a chance to, like, go do a bunch of coke in some stranger's be- hotel room. Go mm-hmm. for it. It's going to be a no. good time. You don't, no. Yeah, I no. think um, you do not. No, you do not do no. drugs in a hotel room with somebody you don't know. That's how you wake up without a kidney. And I want both mm. of mine. Right. I need That's them. why you got to do it in a neutral place like a I'm diner. processing a lot of salt. Yeah, right. Or just like at lunch in broad daylight because yeah, like that was gonna happen to you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, all right. I think we've pretty much solved it, Zach. That's how you travel internationally. Um Reed and Weep uh, is no refunds. Uh, but unless we're you're traveling internationally to a place where drugs can really get you sent to prison, then <laughs> yeah, don't yeah, yeah. do drugs. Yeah, if this definitely is a place where you get if they caught you, don't bags, do it. Just bag bag yeah. awareness overall. If you're like traveling in like some Southeast Asian countries, or I recently loaned a bunch of Scandinavian countries, which mm-hmm. even were oh, like hot, yeah. can you end up in like felony year of charges? I didn't know yeah. Scandinavia has such hard drug laws. Uh, explains yeah. why their, their metal is so intense, I guess. Because um, <laughs> they're sober or because they're afraid of the law? <laughs> That's what they played. They're yeah. sober and they're just angry. They can't yeah. get, okay. can't get okay. high. We're gonna wrap up. That was all you needed, Zach. That's all the tips you need. That's all the tips you deserve from us. But we really appreciate tip. you becoming a meat buddy. If you guys want to join Zach by supporting um, this train as it hobbles down the tracks, but also you want some amazing segment with your name involved in it like this, go to metreon.com and we really appreciate everybody who helps support the show. Last, last thing today. We have one other email I want to read. This comes from Jonathan and it's called The Road Not Taken. Hey, Alex, I just want to let you guys know I found an other path from Shrek to Hero that might have been more fun. From Shrek, Vincent Cassell takes you to Brotherhood of the Wolf, a kung fu werewolf movie set in the 17th century. And from there, Mark Daskos takes you to Cradle to to the Grave with Jet Li and DMX. Yeah, yeah. And then Jet Li takes you to Hero. I haven't seen Cradle to the Grave, so maybe it isn't better than Rush Hour 2. It for sure is. I guarantee I haven't seen it's it yet. It's absolutely better than of Rush Hour Of course it is. But Brotherhood of the Wolf is almost certainly more entertaining than yeah. RD, that RDJ movie. Yeah, I, I feel like the now movie, that I know this, I I'm mad at you guys. I literally said it wasn't my pick. I immediately, I first jokingly said irreversible. Hunter said, of course not. And I understand that. And then I said Brotherhood of the Wolf. I said that on the recording. You can check the tape. There's literally no way to know if that's true, but I'll take your word for it. 
I, we just we didn't have the runway for that. All right, we just we we needed to get there as fast as we could. It's the same number of movies. It's just a more enjoyable nah, time. No, 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 no. It was wherever we were at. It was just rush hour two, and then yeah, yeah. My, yeah, yeah we were already we'd already gone to. No, we watched that Robert Downey Jr. movie. Right. What Robert Downey Jr. movie? Um, the the, the one oh, with yeah. the with the reincarnation. Oh my god! Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, movie yeah, yeah. Completely. We want chances are. So this is this is from Shrek to Hero. Instead of going, chances are Rush Hour Two. Mm-hmm. He's saying we could have gone through a 17th century werewolf movie, a kung fu werewolf movie, and then yeah. Cradle to the Grave instead of Rush Hour Two. I don't think we same had number of movies, way better, better time. I don't think we had planned Rush Hour Two. That when we picked, chances are, I think uh, Rush Hour Two, I think came out like I think we realized it um, yeah. at the moment after the fact. Um, I think you're right. So we already locked in. I think you're just trying to guess generally like the MCU or something like that. Yeah. Well, anyway, Jonathan's path sounds way more fun. Way more and I'm kind fun. of annoyed that you guys didn't figure this out. I would have liked to have seen it. Now I kind of want to see. Maybe I'll make that my next pick. Alex, we'll maybe if you, if you pick, helped us out now. more, if you were more helpful, then maybe we would have seen these great paths, you know? If I was more helpful. Me. <laughs> if I had helped more. Yes. Yes. The person who was not consulted on this master plan that actively hurt him. All right. Anyway, we got to go. That's it. Thank you so much for listening to Read and Weep. We'll be back again next week. You can always email us podcast at read-weep.com. Let us know paths not taken and happier lives not lived. We especially appreciate all the meat buddies who support the show by going to meatreon.com. And uh, we look forward to seeing you next week. Make sure you check out my new YouTube video, youtube.com slash Alex Falcone. And you can see my TikTok um, on TikTok. There you can see me talking about movies on all the platforms. If you like hearing me talk about movies, those are two places you can do it um thanks for being here anthony lopez sorry tony for the day let's see last time let's get our money's worth yeah let's get it out um ezra i really am upset you didn't play that code i'm just saying it right now also thanks for joining us other tony yeah hey thank you and uh thanks for being here big papa we really appreciate it (laughs) give an end to my friends all right we'll talk to everybody next week goodbye Bye. (laughs)